What's up, y'all? I don't know how I did it, but I'm here. I went to a concert tonight, and I don't know how I still have my voice, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, some artists from the 90s, music, then my knees are still intact. I had to remove my shoes to pres- preserve my knees because I just ain't got time to play around. But no, it was a lot of fun and showered and got my life together. And the shower is probably the only thing that has me sane right now. But yeah, that's how my weekend went. I really didn't do anything on Saturdays. Today I went to a concert and yeah, it was cool. Um, The only negative part is just wearing heels and a bra. You know what I'm saying? Like people need to just... I mean, I need to really revisit this whole dressing up to go to a concert thing. Like, actually, next time, I'm, I don't even care. I'm wearing flats. I don't even care. But other than that, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Um, there was all. Once again, this is going to be my second week losing in fantasy because the, I had the Giants defense and their defense was absolute trash. So here's the scores. The Cowboys beat the Jets 10 to 30. Yup, that means these Cowboys fans are going to be insufferable. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Patriots 24 to 17. The Commanders beat the Broncos 35 to 33. Um, did I say the Cowboys scored 30 to 10? With they played the Jets, the Giants beat the Giants defense. They won, but. Oh my gosh, the quarterback had 37 points, but the freaking defense had .28. But anyway, they beat the Cardinals 31-28. The 49ers beat the Rams 30-23. The Titans beat the Chargers 27-24. The Bills beat the Raiders 38-10. The Falcons beat the Packers 25-24. The Chiefs beat the Jaguars 17-9. The Buccaneers beat the Bears 27-17. The Colts beat the Texans 31 to 20. Seahawks beat the Lions 37 to 31. Ravens beat the Bengals 27 to 24. And the Eagles beat the Vikings 34 to 10. Um, trying to see something. Oh my gosh, the Broncos lost again. Russell Wilson, you cannot do this, dude. <clears throat> They're going to have your head. The thing is that Joe Burrow, who's like the highest paid player right now, is also at 0-2. and two. But Russell Wilson, man, please stop. Dang it. Crazy. Um, what else is going on? So Russell Brand, who was that guy that was married to Katy Perry, he's being accused of rape. Um, Alex Jones, the conspiracy theorist, says Russell Brand is being accused of rape because he's fighting globalists. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't follow them enough. Let's see what else went on. Other teachers having symptoms. 
So I, I did stay up on Saturday watching this game between Colorado University and Colorado State University. That game was on till 2.30 in the morning. And Deion Sanders uh, is coaching that. And that's really the only reason it's hyped because Deion Sanders is going to always put on a show. I think they paid him $25 million to come there. And he's giving them every penny of it. He had like Lil Wayne opening up for them and all these stars. They won 43-35 to 35 in overtime, but... Yeah, it was a very interesting game. And I don't even ever watch college ball, so I've gotten myself sucked into the the hype of Deion Sanders, which that is what they pay him for. Let's see what else is going on here. Really just a bunch of football news. So this former NFL player, which I was going to do, is I have so many story times tonight, too. That's one reason why I forced myself to come on tonight. So this former NFL player, Myrtle Brown, or his mother, Myrtle Brown, was found unresponsive near a creek behind her home in Maywood, Illinois, Saturday, as officers conducted a search for her son, ex-Buffalo Bills player Sergio Brown. Her death was ruled a homicide, and Sergio remains missing. So they found her as mom behind a creek at the house but he's still missing so very interesting um not sure if he did or what let's see here uaw is still on strike trump says he still hasn't picked his running mate the fact that they still ask Trump normal questions while he's got all this other stuff going on is just wild to me, but not really. It's kind of kind of our new normal. The Hurricane Lee is down to a tropical storm, so that's a good thing. And that. See if I can fetch some more news. If not, we're going to get into these Reddits. Let's see what we got here. See if the famous people are talking about anything cool. Yeah, nothing to write home about at all, so. How did you find out your significant other was cheated on you? My ex had his Apple Watch sitting on a countertop with a notification from Tinder. He had a new watch, a new match. I received an anonymous email from someone who felt I deserved to know that he was seeing someone else. The email included details about the relationship. 
The several screenshots 99% sure were sent by his side chick who went a promotion to main chick. I gracefully gave her the promotion and he found a replacement for her old position shortly thereafter. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like when you are a side chick, you think you want to be the main chick, but then you start, it's going to sink in like, mm, he did cheat on you too. Came home from work to lunch and unexpectedly he and his heavily pregnant mistress were sitting on our couch. Wow, that's wild. That's wild. I'm surprised you are free and able to tell that story. Because I, I just don't know. Somebody up in my house. <clears throat> Let's see here. Men who got vasectomies. What happened afterwards? What side effects were present? And how did it affect your sex life? Let's see what you got. It was sore for a couple of days. After that, nothing all changed except now I can't make babies anymore. So when I'm with a long-term partner, we don't need to use condoms or any other form of birth control. There's no change at all in what comes out in terms of volume, consistency, etc. No change. So my sex drive is either is really simple. Yeah, I mean, my husband had a bisectomy and he still acts like a teenager most times. I didn't notice a difference. Spunk still glows in the dark like before. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. What's in an opinion you hold that other men may not agree with? This is for men. I'm the most handsome man in the world, sounds about right. I'm afraid of moss, and that's okay. My husband's afraid of wasps. Non-loving sex is kind of boring, like it's good and all, but it's not, if there's no love, I just don't really get into it. I wonder how many men agree. Some men were agreeing with them. Not doing typically masculine thing doesn't automatically make you a good man. You could be a, a misogynistic a-hole who doesn't like baseball or science. True. True that, true that, do do that, that, that. What would you do if you found out your best friend cheated on their boyfriend? I mean, I wouldn't care. Like, my best friend, if she did cheat, the dude probably had it coming. Someone said my best friend. No, I wouldn't cut her off, but we would have a serious discussion about it. I wouldn't cover for her. I would be truthful and call her out. What? Y'all some haters. A friend did this. We all just dropped her. The guy she was dating was well liked. And none of us liked the way she treated him. If you don't want to date or stay split up, don't hurt someone so that you can get laid. My close friends wouldn't do that. And if they did, they wouldn't be close friends. Man, y'all some haters. Listen. This is a judgment-free zone. Because for me, it depends on what stage you are. Like, I went through a stage where I was, like, just out living my best life. But, you know, my friends didn't judge me. I mean, obviously, she would prefer me to be, I guess, in a committed relationship. But, I mean, sometimes, you know, life is about moving around. You know what I'm saying? Until you 
get tired of moving around and every face becomes the same and then it's like I'm gonna settle down but I mean people go through phases in their life where they just are trying or doing something different I mean eventually people grow up I mean now some people could be complete jerks or whatever but if you just live your best life like you know if you're single and living your best life it is what it is judgment free when it comes to my friends I, I don't judge where they are in their relationship world but yeah let's get into these uh story times here because i got a lot of them
Now, we don't see any evidence that he's certified, but he told the kid that. Now, understand, he told the kid, I'm a trained massage therapist. He buys him a lunch, and he also gives him equipment. We call that grooming. So, they go to the school, and they start putting up whatever sports equipment they were dealing with. When the coach, Jarvis Young, said, hey, I'll massage those hamstrings that are causing you problems. So Jarvis begins to massage the hamstrings and tells the young man flip over. And he's continuing to massage and, and stretch his legs. And then all of a sudden, he grabs our victim and briefly sexually batters him before the victim jumps up and says, take me home. He drove him home. And it was reported to us. So, if you can't believe that's horrific enough, we arrested, once again, Jarvis Young in 2011 for conspiracy to commit sexual battery on a juvenile when he and another adult took two, two juveniles to a motel to have sex. Well, we ended up making an arrest on that. However, the charges were dropped because we it wasn't reported to us until the statute of limitations, as they were at that time, had expired. So this guy got away with sexual battery. It's also reported to us that he used to be an athlete at the school and was known to hang out prior to being hired by the school to hang out there as well. And he hung out around the sports programs. He's a classic predator, child predator. He's a classic pedophile. In 2017, he supposedly had a young man in the car with him and grabbed him on the leg inappropriately. but just grabbed him by the leg. That turned out to be a battery. But during the course of the investigation, it was reported to the police department. During the course of the investigation, the family became uncooperative, so the police were therefore unable to bring criminal charges. During the course of the investigation, we picked rumors up, and I'm, that's why I'm classifying them today clearly as rumors, because we've not run this information to ground and don't have it solid in writing yet. But the rumors were around Coach Jarvis Young, hey, he'll give you stuff, but don't let him touch you. Did you hear that? The kids that knew him from sports said he'll give you stuff, but don't let him touch you. That tells us one thing clearly. He has battered possibly sexually battered, inappropriately touched, other kids for that rumor to spread among them. We strongly believe he has inappropriately touched, battered, or possibly had sex with students in the past based upon the rumors that swirl around him and they continue to swirl upon his arrest. It's imperative that if your child has been battered, inappropriately touched, whether it's a misdemeanor or not, that you report that to us as soon as possible. It's important to understand that our school 
officials, Mr. Hyde, our superintendent, who is a remarkable superintendent and does a really great job, is angry to say the least. He is preparing or, or has prepared a statement that he's going to release to the media. However, he's doing a deep dive into all of this, saying why was this guy around the students and what was the history and what did we know and when did we know it and he's taking some proactive measures now that it's come to his attention. Those that may want to be critical of the superintendent need to understand he's got 13,000 people that work for him and if somebody hears something or sees something and they don't tell him, they don't say something to the appropriate people then it's very difficult to react. But do we believe there were people that knew that he had inappropriate contact with children? You betcha. And we need people that saw something or heard something to say something. This investigation goes on. He got away with this before and he wasn't smart enough to quit. Because he's addicted to having sex or trying to have sex with teenage boys. He's already HIV positive. We suspected him of being HIV positive in 2011, but he's admitted to us that he was, and we're taking him at his word. Okay, are there any other questions before I wrap up? Sure. Um, I mean, you kind of laid out the situation before and, and how the charges were dropped, but how Well, once again, it, it is disturbing. It is remarkably disturbing. You know, we have a rule of law, and we have to respect that. But there was an arrest record on him. So before he was allowed to be a paid coach, he was not a school teacher. He was just a paid coach. That's all he did. Before he was allowed to do that, what kind of background did they complete? at the school that's a lot that is a lot of questions and the questions that the superintendent has right now that's my question because and i mean you guys have people working around kids and you guys don't do like background checks hiv checks i mean just those are like to me basic things and although he was a coach it looks like even though the superintendent is so, so busy, looks like somebody dropped the ball big time on that because that is just kind of weird. Very strange. And cruise to Mexico turns into a nightmare. Two women were on a scooter excursion when they were injured by a hit and run driver. And now they're stuck in a hospital in Mexico, wondering how they're going to get home and pay for treatment. Fox 13's Jennifer Veglis is in our newsroom tonight. So Jennifer, now one of the mothers is actually trying to get them back. How's that working out? Yeah, so I spoke to one of the mothers um, that uh, over Zoom today, um, waiting for her flight to Cozumel to board at TPA after getting the runaround from multiple agencies. She's hoping to take matter into her own hands. This evening, a beautiful sky at Port of Tampa. It's where Natalia Cuesta and her girlfriend Ashley Gibson departed from on a carnival cruise last Monday. But Natalia's mother, Maria Ortega, says right now, 
things are anything but sunshine and rainbows. All I want is them back home. Natalia and Ashley are stranded at San Miguel Hospital in Cozumel. My daughter had a broken arm. Her bone was sticking out and they just wrapped it up because she had no insurance. And Ashley. They've been trying to operate her. Um, on her foot and they keep telling her that it's not a surgery but it's a surgery to clean her foot. Ortega says it all started Tuesday when she got a phone call from Carnival that the two never reboarded the ship. Hours later learning the couple rented scooters from a third party and were involved in a hit and run. I've been fighting with uh, immigration, the hospitals to get them back to the United States. The issue, the couple can't fly home without a passport. Carnival cruises don't require them on some trips, but they are strongly encouraged. To make matters worse, Ortega says the hospital is demanding ten dollars to $20,000 to release Ashley. They will not let them leave until they come up with the money in case the insurance does not cover. Now, Ortega is begging the U.S. Embassy for a lifeline to allow them to fly home. I need my babies home. Please help me get them home. Now, I did reach out to a Carnival spokesperson about this. They tell me it's in Car Carnival Cares team and Port Agent is in contact with the family to assist with travel documents and other needed items. I also reached out to the U.S. Embassy but have not heard back. In the newsroom, Jennifer Vagless, Fox 13 News. That's crazy. I mean, I would be scared to travel without my passport. Too many crazy things can happen. Miss Jenkins! is on the internet continuously telling us her business concerning a has-been rapper we don't fucking care what's interesting about this particular piece of business is she's on youtube uploading every day the sonograms the ultrasound of the baby that she never wanted and the reason she's uploading it every day is to remind the baby please come out healthy because I know that I said I never wanted you but I really do now. Just recently last week she did a video concerning it was before oh I like a little dark meat on the side oh I don't want kids to oh I, I was pregnant before this and I had a miscarriage but it was before we got married and so you know because I thought maybe the reason because I kept speaking it into existence I didn't want a baby because I was touched as a little kid even though I liked being touched so when my mom was at work I invited the dark meat on the side through the window and that's my mom's fault for working too much and not being home that's what she said Jenny in my opinion is a black fisher and when I say black fisher she's tried to mask that in dating white men Picture Jeannie as a white woman with a bomb. Picture Jeannie with some hoop earrings with her eyebrows shaved off and penciled back on, driving a Honda Accord. Forget about the television. Forget about the, the, the fashion designers that she got for TV. Forget about her hair. This is who Jeannie is character-wise, okay? And Jeezy knows that. That's why it was easy for him to move in, pull up his belly, and plant the seed immediately. Now he's giving me a somebody sees somebody with some money, and you know that the only way for you to keep that money is to get the is to get pregnant. He's giving me the baby mama, the baby mama vibes. Okay, he trying to be a baby mama, baby daddy for a check. 
this is his way to tra- I mean to transcend from the has been rapper. He ain't gonna be able to say yeah, too much longer. He can't say he's a snowman moving coke for too much longer. And I told y'all from the beginning that this that this bitch was gonna get pregnant. Now, I know she look good because she got a little money, but spirit-wise, that's who she is. Her name is Stacy. Tell <laughs> me you don't know her brother right now dating a chick named Stacy. She about 300 pounds now because she done had three biracial kids, Bond. Mm-hmm. <coughs> He's named James. Moving on. Tasha K has no sense, but a lot of people are saying their relationship was a fetishization. Fetishization. And that when you have that, really, it doesn't last. I don't know. I mean, I thought they were an odd match in the first place. But, you know, they have a beautiful daughter. Story time. I may get in trouble for this, um, but it is what it is, babes. It is what it is. So when I was, I want to say, 17 years old, my parents went out of town a little closer to Christmas time. I can't remember the exact time frame of how close it was to Christmas. I know it was close to Christmas because me and my sister were going to be in a Christmas pageant that my church was throwing. And we needed to get to the rehearsals because I was going to be singing a solo. And I think my sister was either going to do a dance or she was going to be in like the chorus or something. So my parents were out of town and they asked my uncle and his wife, who had just recently moved down to Charlotte within the last four or five months, um to give us a ride to the church because at the time they were also kind of going to the church and um, we asked if they would take us to the grocery store on the way back from the church because my parents had left us some money um, to feed ourselves while they had gone out of town and DoorDash and Uber Eats wasn't really a thing and this was, I want to say it's 2015, 2016. It wasn't really a thing then, so we didn't want to have to be ordering pizza and Chinese food for three days. So we asked them if they could take us to the grocery store because I'm a little cook, okay? I'm a chef in the kitchen. So they take us to the church, and we do our rehearsal. Everything goes fine. Me and, me and my sister, I was going to... Me and my sister are reminiscing in the backseat about how the rehearsal went. I told my sister something about um, how another girl who had a solo, I'm like, oh, she was good. Her voice was just super shaky, needs a little bit more confidence, things like that. Nothing mean or derogatory or bullying, okay, because I'm, I'm not a bully. So we go to the store. This is a very important part of the story, by the way, so get your pens out. We go to the store. My uncle's wife also goes into the store with us. We go to Save-A-Lot. I think that was the name of the grocery store. When we go into the grocery store, we go opposite directions. Me and my sister go to where, like, the chips, bread, and meat are, and my uncle's wife goes to um, the baby formula and the baby food. And we do not see her again until we get out of the store to go back into the car. That's also very important. We did not see her again until we get back into the car. So we get back into the car. I'm again talking to my sister. And um, I said something to her about, I like your shirt, but I don't think the pants go with your shirt. So, And she was like, okay, okay, I can see that. My uncle's wife, then I'm 17. Okay, I'm 17 years old. She's has to be 22, 23. She tur- she gets up in in her car seat, like in the car, turns around to look at me and basically berates me. 
talking about how dare I speak about how someone sings or how someone is looking, looking the way I do. Okay. That smoke detector was killing me. Y'all probably ain't gonna get a part two because she took too long for that story. Patients inside this psychiatric hospital have been getting sexually assaulted for years. It's a Highlander hospital. And employees say they were trained to not report it. I was told verbatim not to call 911. I mean, we just kind of did what we had to do to keep our jobs. It's a story we started to expose more than a year and a half ago. Highlander Hospital. It's a hospital and I need somebody here stat. Holy crap, this place is bad. Even from the second I got there, I knew like i'm being exploited the state admits there's a pattern on one hand they've labeled the problem as habitual but on the other they've given second third and fourth chances to a facility that admits it can't keep its patients safe harm coming to patients is unacceptable if it's unacceptable then why not shut down the facility this is one that everyone needs to take a hard look at i'm fox 13 investigative reporter adam herbetz and for the next four nights We'll be right here taking a hard look at Highland Ridge Hospital in Midvale. Our series will show you why its doors are still open and what we found is really happening inside some of Utah's most vulnerable patients. Please put them down. It's Thanksgiving Day 2021, and Unified Police are trying to calm down another incident at Highland Ridge. They've been out here for more than 100 cases since 2019. More than half the time, documents show it's because someone was reported physically or sexually violent. I've worked at other facilities, and I know that there is a way better standard out there and Highland Ridge is the lowest of low. The state has revoked the hospital's license at least three times after identifying dozens of problems from over-medicating patients to falsified paperwork. As a therapist, do you think patients left feeling better? I don't know if I can put a percent, but a very low percentage of them were actually getting the care that they needed. basically a holding pen. You put them there, you put them on medication, and you leave them. As you can see, some employees do not want to reveal their identity, too afraid to damage their careers in the healthcare industry. Others say they don't care anymore. I probably knew about 10 to 15 when I was there. Sexual assault? Yeah. The stuff that happened, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Michael was 15 years old when he was at Highland Ridge for depression. He says there was no supervision. Some patients groped him, tried to have sex with him, or walked into his room while he showered. I felt like they normalized it. The staff members there just didn't do anything like they physically saw. They did touch me for their sexual pleasure. The nurse wasn't even in the same room. Whitney was 14 years old. She says she knew about kids having sex. I could definitely see how that could easily get missed, and that's how sexual assaults happen. They would transfer me to the unit, and then it would ring and ring and ring, and no one would answer. 
Amy Robinson in Arizona says she didn't know her minor son had sex until after he got home months later. And when she asked, an employee remembered it. And he's like, oh, I thought you knew about that. That happened on the hospital side. Um, they must not have actually reported it. I wanted him to have STD testing and they wouldn't do it in the hospital. Did they report this to police or child protective services? Nope. The law requires all hospital staff to report assaults and sexual assaults. If you don't, it's a crime. Police have investigated 48 of those types of cases since 2019, but it's difficult to know how many times Highland Ridge knew and did nothing. In the majority of rape investigations, victims or their parents are the ones who called police, not employees. We were always told never call 911. If anything was happening in the building, we were to deal with it ourselves within the building, never outside of Cordy, no matter what, even if it was an assault, a sexual assault, anything. No, we weren't allowed to call 911. Last year, we showed you how police have documented cases of employees telling them the same thing. The unwritten rule is to not call 911 even if the law requires it. Should I just hang up? Um, we, we think our patient may have died. CEO Jim Hess brags about being an expert in risk management in his bio. We asked him, what's the current policy for Highland Ridge on when to call 911 or police? He declined to answer, other than to say... We're proud of the care and programs we provide these patients. Have you spoken to the Attorney General's office at all? No, but I would be willing. After that interview, she and plenty of others did speak with the Attorney General's office. The state opened what was once called an aggressive criminal investigation. But tomorrow, as our special report continues, you'll see how only one employee was charged and why the state agreed to offer quote, a little forgiveness, no jail time, just a $690 price tag on unreported sexual assaults. For now, reporting in Midvale, Adam Herbetz. That's crazy. This sassy man apocalypse needs to end ASAP, and I'm not even playing. I'm talking to this dude, and literally, he sent me a haircut picture. And the haircut picture was nice, but he also followed up the haircut picture with a picture of him AI'd as a woman. And I didn't know how to feel about that. But he looked like he was having fun with the filter or something. I don't I don't know. Anyways, so I'm just sitting here looking like, okay, whatever. And I'm just thinking, oh, this is a little kiki ha 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 moment. Like, mm-hmm, we're going to joke and laugh and kiki with each other. Fine, whatever. So fast forward to today we talking and we're texting and i was just like oh i like your profile picture on tiktok send it to me because i think you look good and he was just like oh you can't have me blushing like this at work like i don't like the smile and i was just like okay well i sent him the picture of him out as a woman back to him and i was just like okay well what are you doing in this picture because he was cheesing like i seen all of his teeth in that picture like he was happy as hell to be a girl and he was just like oh looking better than you So I was just like, um, you don't believe that. <laughs> like, you really don't believe that. And he doubled down and was just like, 
put that picture in your group chat and I bet your friends say I look better than you if they not biased. Mm. So I followed up. I followed up with, are you trying to compete with me as an imaginary woman? Like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. And he was just like, no, no, no. I love being a man. I, I can't tell. I can't tell. It sounds like, it sounds like you want to be a bad bitch. And it's only room for one bad bitch in this situation that we got going on, baby. And it's going to be me. All the time. Every time. Not the sassy man apocalypse. That was a good one. Because I got some crazy friends. I got a friend of mine moved away from Dallas 16 years ago, you know, and moved back. And as soon as I got here, he called me at the hotel. I don't know how he got my number. He told me to meet him in one of the clubs down here on the main strip. I don't know the name of the main street, but I came to the wrong club. What got me going in there was the music. As soon as I walked in there, I knew my partner went in there because it was an all-white establishment. And my partner, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, black. But I heard the music. When I got in there, I heard the music say, Cotton Candy, Sweetie Go, O.J. Simpson, Kill Nicole. I had to get out of there. I had to get out of there. I finally found a club, right? I finally found a club and walked right in. Now, you think a brother being in change in 16 years, you know, hairline receding, something, teeth missing, you know, one leg shot and the other. Something wrong with him, right? But I instantly knew who he was. Matter of fact, this brother ain't changed so much. He still had the same shirt he had on 16 years ago. No, it still fit. It just didn't have all the letters on it. It used to say, too legit to quit. <laughs> now it just say, quit. <laughs> he said, now, he buying drinks, I'm buying drinks. He buying drinks, he buying me drinks. He, he just buying us drinks. I got about two up. I told the bartender, hey! Bartender, hey! Don't serve us near there, something to take him home. Went to the bathroom and came back, and I know he was drunker than me. So I had to, he was so drunk, I had to drag him to the car, because his leg was like noodles, you know? And you know how it is, first impressions are the best impression. You know, he probably ain't supposed to be drinking, and here I am bringing him home drunk, I'm not finna get cussed out, so you know what you do. You lean him up against the wall, ring the doorbell, and run and get in the car for somebody to come. But he was falling too fast, so I had to prop him up against the wall. Rung the doorbell. Rung the doorbell again. I, I rung it again. I said, hey! Hey, come get your husband. I think he's drunk. She came to the door and opened the door. I let him go. He fell in the house. I said, well, baby, I think he's drunk. She said, well, hell, where's wheelchair? <laughs> you think he would have told me? Long as we've been drinking, I done drug him to the car. My car don't be open up on the passenger side. Now, the moral of this story is, <laughs> people change. <laughs> Not the wheelchair. Not the wheelchair. Um, Yeah, the wheelchair. Listen, y'all, I'm about to sign off out of here. It was amazing talking to you guys as usual. Uh, I will be back this week with more Hot Topics. Toodles.